And we all know next next week is the fantasy suites. Does that scare you at all? Welcome back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us for the Hometowns episode of Colton season, season 23 of The Bachelor. It's gotten pretty exciting, and I'm, I gotta be honest, I have not been this balls deep in a Bachelor season since I don't know when. I can't remember. I'm very, very interested in the outcome of the season, and we missed a week because I was away. I apologize. I took my family skiing, and I just couldn't I couldn't watch the show. Hold on, Jason. I couldn't watch the show. And uh, so I couldn't podcast about it because it was on like while I was packing up the car and stuff. So it took me a few days uh, to get through the the uh, Vietnam portion, the Vietnam episode, which was fantastic. So uh, I really do apologize for not being there for you last week because it was so good and you needed myself and my close friend Jason Stewart who joins us now. Jason, what's up? Hello everybody. Oh, signature, signature sign on. Yeah, that's kind of the way I roll. Yeah, it's, I, I love that it. every time, so. I love it. Uh, yeah, how, right. how are it's you? It's a signature. I love it. How are you feeling about this um season? You're I'm enjoying it. it. I really like the show, period. You, I don't apologize for it. Me either. But you got to admit, Ari Lyondike Jr., the last batcher, yep. was pretty lame. And I'm going to go so far as to say this. I almost never watch The Bachelorette, much less podcast about it. Just don't do it. Just not interested. I just don't. Not, it's not the same kind of show for me. And I was not interested in Becca Kufrin, last Bachelorette, not interested. The one before that, Rachel Lindsay, wasn't a fan. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, assuming that they choose somebody from this season, unless it's Kalen, I could be I could be persuaded to do a Bachelorette lifestyle uh so right. let's jason let's jump in we got we got a couple of episodes to cover to catch up on when we last spoke there was a major there were accusa- accusations of right reasons violations all over the place mm-hmm. out of nowhere in in a completely uncontrived scenario all three of the contestants that left in one episode left with some cryptic statements and Colton who's like a big dumb moose he's just so confused and which made for great TV do you not agree? 
I came to the conclusion after watching last night's episode that he might be the most produced up um, contestant that we've seen on the show. I've been saying all along that he he often just kind of um, says bachelor cliches, yeah, thing, things that have been said for years and years and years, and when there is a complete absence of anything else to say. But he talks in those types of cliches. And last night, um, he did. He actually did things one by one. He had he had a system down for each one. Yeah. And I think that he's just heavily produced. And when we have these situations where women are talking shit about the other, all season long, it's been one of those things where he buys whatever one woman is saying. And then he talks to the next one. And then whatever she says, he's thoroughly confused by it as opposed to let me put them both into a room and listen to which one's lying and get rid of that one or get rid of both of them. He he keeps falling for this. And I think producers are telling him to do that, to – to, to keep the drama and the oh, series. I don't know. I think he's just the perfect rube. You called it week one, very early in the season. You're like, this guy believes whoever he spoke to last. And that has, that has rung true through every episode. So right. they come back from, um, they come back from Vietnam to Denver. And this is, this is the week where they like go to where he lives, which is apparently Denver. And they have one of those very contrived meetings where he gets advice from another bachelor. Sometimes there's multiple bachelors there hanging out, but this time it was just one. He, he hangs with Ben H for a drink at a bar and Ben H more like Ben HIV. The dude does not look healthy. (laughs) And his isn't his experience. He told two women he loved him, chose one of them, and it lasted like six months. Yeah, chose the less hot yeah. one. Oh, that was another bachelorette I liked, JoJo. JoJo, yeah. Uh, Whoever wasn't JoJo was it Lauren? He yeah, cho- he chose he Lauren, chose Lauren, Lauren and that lasted like six months. Yeah, it didn't didn't work out. Um, so I'm not sure what advice Ben gives. I couldn't. I think I fast forwarded through it. But so then they hang out in um, Denver. First, he goes out with Tasha. Um, you know, it's he's got chemistry with Tasha. It's it's pretty undeniable at this point. Remember, Tasha is one of the girls that sort of tattled on the other girls. She's a, she's been a major shit stirrer in, in this season, and that doesn't usually get you to the end. But Tasha has grown on Colton. They have very much a connection, and I got to admit. Tasha has grown on me. Oh yeah, I am. You were you you were an early adopter of Tasha. Uh, it took me a while, but I, I got Tasha in my top two right now. I'm really liking Tasha. She's fun. She's got she's cute. She's got a fantastic body, and uh, she's she's really been able to work the situation and manipulate Colton to a great degree. Do you think? I do, and I, I think that she's found a way to look hotter every single episode. Super hot. Like with with each episode, incrementally hotter and she's, curvier. She's got them out. She's got them pushed and up. It's um, yeah. It at this point, I 
I would have put her at maybe like a seven at the beginning of the yeah. season, and yeah. somehow she's approaching a ten as yeah. the season's gone along. And yeah. it's not—it's nothing that she has done per se. I think it's just her attitude, her spunk, her um, the way she's manipulating this dumbass, yeah. and her looks is just so incredible. cute, so bright, great body. Um, so she um, this she meets with Colt. She has a date with Colton, and that's where she drops him truth bombs and they, it was good editing because while she's dropping the truth bombs they're cutting away to cassie and Kaylin, who are clearly nervous something happened as much as these chicks deny it maybe they were joking around maybe it was said in jest but there are too many of these other girls looking at those two and saying these chicks are here to self-promote. They're not here for the right reasons. They're not ready to be engaged. And they've said as much. And they're nervous about it. And that, that plays out a little bit later. Um, but it's pretty, you know, the Tasha and, and Colton have a nice date. They go, they buy some fish. They do that thing where they cook at home. And he, he's, they're like at his place and he's like behind her, like helping her slice onions and stuff. It's very, I've never seen that move like in a romantic comedy or anything. Um, but Tasha gets a rose. That, that was, that was a not really ever in doubt. She gets, she gets a one on one rose. Next date, when they're in Denver, Kaylin. Kaylin and Colton have a snowboarding date. And there is some, sorry, it's been a while since I watched it, but they, there was some conversation about he, so he confronts her. Right. About her not being ready. And he's like, look, I heard somebody's not ready. And she's very taken aback where she's like, who me? Even though she knows this is coming, she plays real dumb, right? Jason. Yeah, and I think that like the the accusation also that kind of just disappeared over a while. Like Tasha was saying that originally that that Kaylin had said that she's uh, preparing to be the Bachelorette, yeah. and then and then that that accusation slowly just withered away. That like it just went. I mean, that's a pretty harsh. That's a big one. Like that, that definitely gets you off the show. And then somehow that just kind of disappeared. But Kaylin did what she did uh, the first time that we saw her under the gun. She's very cool and collected, yeah. and handles these accusations and in a in a calm way. Um, and yeah, she just uh, she denies being or doing what the uh what the other women say she handles her shit well i will say this about the snowboarding date i don't know how long they film that thing they usually spend a good half day filming everything so they can get their you know three or four minutes of b-roll and footage of them going down the mountain at no point did you see any snowboarding other than maybe like a 10 feet yeah uh little d- 10 feet distant snowboard between her and him and they hugged and then during the dinner he had the balls to say you're a natural yeah <laughs> when we didn't see her on the slope i'm guessing just... i'm guessing it was just a complete throwaway line at the end there. <laughs> they did, i did like that they did that um 
that thing where he like kind of slides backwards and she and he right. holds her hands and meanwhile they yeah. have like GoPros and helmets like they're all rigged up and it was like the end of the season so I get like hey we're in Denver where we got to go snowboarding it's it, uh, Colton allows that it's one of his passions uh, but there's like no snow on the ground or <laughs> hardly any it was it didn't look like ideal conditions for especially to learn how to snowboard Kaylin had never been um, but they work it out. She's like, um, she's like, whatever was said about me, I don't know, but it's completely fabricated. And then she's, um, they cut to her like one on one interview and she's like, dude, I better get a fucking rose. And all I can think, Jason, is that her pageant background really is coming out here. She's like, you just said, she's very cool when she's confronted. And that's when you got to stand up on that pageant stage and answer the questions. I personally believe like she gets, she knows how to answer questions that off the cuff like that. She's very cool under pressure. I think there's something to that. And you also, as a uh, pageant person, I think you also learn to deal with, any cattiness that is thrown at you. So she's ready. She, she definitely doesn't ever go, uh, overly dramatic on these things to her credit. Yep. For sure. And, but then you see the pageant girl come out. Cause when she's getting interviewed, she's like, dude, I better get a fucking rose because right. she's there to win. And that's, that's, that's that background. Um, Colton does some crying again. And I don't know if you know this, but if you're on the bachelor, Family is very important to you. It's yeah. maybe the most important thing, and that's that's what Colton tries to express. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't. He, he does. He, he does a funny thing in this yeah. episode. Yeah, and I think this is one of these producer notes. Um, I think that producers are like, "Hey, you can't, you can't uh, just always say hometowns and take you to your home and go into your home and stuff." So. Yeah. You have to you have to use like like phrases like descriptive phrases like hey if uh, if your family's going to open the door for me I need to make sure that you're the one yeah yeah go with that one go with that one <laughs> so I think Colton with each of these women in this episode use that that phraseology as opposed to just directly so um, yeah if your family's going to open the door for me I mean I. I I'm not going to I'm not going to waste your time. I mean, if they're going to open the door for me, if they're going to let me in their house, you know, this isn't going to be a waste. I do I, that is a good point because when they say hometowns, it kind of takes me out of it because they're too familiar with that phrase and it's like this is the fr- the first time you've been on the bachelor. So you should be like, "Oh, is next week is that when he's co- he's got to come over to my house?" Like it's they're like hometowns or next week we're doing hometowns. I want to make it to hometowns and I'm like it's a little too um, – they're a little too immersed in the Bachelor world for me. I, I want them to be sort of um, confused about what's going to happen and not, not so like slick about it. It bothers me. I think that's exactly why they tell him to change yeah, the phraseology. Change the, yeah. I, th- I think the one thing that um, – because, yeah, at some point they realize that people are w- far too self-aware about this show. And Hometowns is more like – uh, a destination to get to as opposed to this cool thing where we're taking you to their parents. So like, what's his face? The English is the second language guy. Uh, Juan from Pablo Miami. Galavis. I, I remember in the episode prior to the hometowns, he must've said hometown, hometown, yeah. you know, we go hometowns, you know, 
it's, it's a big hometown. Like he must have said it eight thousand times. Yes. I think that's when they officially said that we need to come up with a different phraseology for this fucking could episode. Be, could be. Uh, they still do say it a lot, uh, but eventually the um, they both drop the L word. Kalen tells him, "I'm falling in love with you." Colton returns with the L word, and everything's fine. He basically says, "Hey." Everybody says some shit about you. What right. do you have to say for yourself? And she's like, that's not true. And he's like, okay, good enough for me. I love you. And <laughs> that was it. And then, but then, so she gets a rose, but before the date ends, they go to Red Rocks where it's an iconic concert venue. Many, many, I mean, everybody dreams to play there. It's so beautiful. It's an amphitheater carved into the side of a mountain. Yeah. They, they go there and you're like, holy fuck, it's going to be somebody special. And you are not disappointed because Brett Young, not the guy I went to high school with who was a, who was a quick little shortstop that could really had a real nice gun on him. Um, this is some different dude, some dude playing guitar and singing like a quasi country <laughs> love song. I mean, it's just, it's just something you've just never seen on the bachelor before. <laughs> a, a, a Caucasian and, yes. and they're white and they're Caucasian band playing something that's country, but not country. Yes. And they, they dance to, uh, they dance all by themselves. It's, they have the entire <laughs> yes. amphitheater to themselves to slow dance to that song. He's got his hand. I don't know and, if you could, I don't know if you could picture this cause you've never seen it before, but yeah. he's got his hands on her hips and her arms are up over his shoulders. And she's kind of like cl- clasping her hand around her wrist behind yep. his neck. I don't know if you've probably never seen that before. So it's hard to picture. And, and how about this? This was pointed out to me and it's a great point. What if he didn't give Kaylin the rose? What if that, yeah. what if that went South the way it was supposed to be? <laughs> I, Great I'm guessing. Point. I'm Great guessing point. that you just don't get Brett Young yeah. to come back for whatever, yeah. whatever date is available. That yeah. they have to, they have to shut that place down. Yes. and go and do all the lighting and everything else. So it's, it's like Kalen had to happen. So obviously the producers knew something was going That's on. Great. That's a great point. Or, or does he does he boot Kalen and then quickly they they run an. Uh, a a Chevy Tahoe limousine <laughs> over to the over to the house. Get Hannah G ready and be like, "Hey, we're shooting right. the end of your date first, so let's go, let's go listen to some Brett Young." <laughs> I uh, guess that w- you're right. That that may have been the backup plan. Yeah. Like, even if he went and got Tasha and said, "You know, I I agree, or you know, I believed you and I appreciate you having my back," and now let's go watch a Caucasian band. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, so K- Kaylin gets a rose. Um, H- Hannah B finds out she gets a one-on-one. And she's like, "Thank the freaking Lord." Her, um, her, they're all Southern, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of weird. It's uh, there's like a strong Southern vibe uh, prevailing through the season. But and but and then when Caitlin Kaylin gets back to the house, she confronts yeah. Tasha, and again, like nothing really happens. She's like. Hey, can we talk? And Tasha's like, "Hey, yeah." And we find out that Tasha, she really had no firsthand knowledge. Like, she's on that date w- it with 
Colton at Colton's house. And she's like, look, I think you need to know, like these chicks aren't here for the right reasons. They've been saying stuff. And then Kaylin's like, what are you saying? Why are you saying that, that, you know, we're not here. We're here for the wrong reasons. And she's like, oh, well, somebody told me, Katie told me and Katie's not there anymore. Exactly. So this is, I think the second time in this season that the person that was ousted is blamed by a current member for giving misinformation. That's great. And then, and then again, at first it was, yeah, um, she just she's just getting ready for the Bachelorette. She said she just got. They didn't even. It's like that just went away. That didn't even, even talk come up in part. the confrontation. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, what? I wonder why that's. I wonder why that's the case. And I'm thinking maybe the show doesn't doesn't want to give away the fact that that's what most of these women are after. Like they don't want to play up that point. You could say that about any contestant. Right. Right. That's the thing. So, so um, I was, it was very anticlimactic and it all goes back to the way Kaylin handles things. Like there wasn't a whole lot of a confrontation. It was, Hey, why did you say this about me? Now I'm hurt. And now we can't be friends anymore. And Tasha's like, "Uh, yeah, I heard it. I heard about it. And that was it. That was it. There was no uh, no screaming or or anything like that, and Kaylin, to her credit too, like she she almost never takes the bait and like says shit about the other people. No, she kind of she kind of had to. That's her pageant the, background, but she kind of had to when her back was against the wall for the other pageant member because she had a little bit to say about her. I think it was the toxic comment or what have you, but um, but yeah, she again she handles it pretty professional and i think the producers were pissed that there weren't more fireworks on this confrontation they just kind of moved on yeah uh totally agree um so then hannah b has her one-on-one date and colton picks her up in his what i can't imagine is his g-wagon but a g-wagon and he's like i'm taking you somewhere very special to me and then he drives to like a tract house in a neighborhood and you're like oh looks special (laughs) And then, but then he cruises in and his whole family is there. And this is, this isn't, first of all, not the first time it, this has happened on the show. I think it Ari did it. I think Ari, Ari did, right. did Ari did it like on the, on the first one-on-one date of the season and other yeah. guys have done it. What's his name? Did it. Um, um, I can't remember, but it's happened before. And it's the kiss of death. If you go meet the family, he's going to have a conversation with his family where his family talks him out of you and you're going home. You're not, you're not going to be, you're not getting a ring. If you meet the family, it's, it's uh, guaranteed. Um, so they go meet the family. First things first, Colton's dad is a fucking unit. Did you see the arms on that dude? Yeah. They're the same size. They, they, <laughs> he's a he's like a fifty five year old Colton, and he Col, Colton's dad like knew he was going to be on TV, so he's kind kind of got like this. He got a special shirt, you could tell, just for the show, and it really peacocked the guns. It was kind of like a cut off sweatshirt type thing. Um, dude was looking yoked, proud of Colton's dad. He's definitely on TRT for that's for what that's worth. But um, they they go. Everyone's drinking wine. I always kind of wonder like. What if you're one of the, what if you don't drink? Like it's like a, a given you, when they eventually go to hometowns, everybody's having wine at everybody's house. And it's always kind of like a weird, like what if it's a Wednesday night, you know, you got to get up for work in the morning. 
wine really fucks with my sleep schedule. So I have to be very careful when I drink wine. I can't just drink it any time. Is that a concern for you? Is that something you notice? No, it's not a concern for me. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of um, throughout this entire date was the fact that he brings her to his parents' house this late in the game. And I know she's not going to win this thing overall. So not only it's just cruel and unusual to expose someone this late in the game to your parents and then um, also surprise her with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. so not only are you shocking her by yes. you need to be on with the, with the parents in a surprising way. Great I point. know he's not going to keep her around. So what? Yeah. It's just kind of cruel and unusual to do that to her because <laughs> she left the parents place thinking this must be legit if he brought me here. Um, yeah. Uh, but luckily Hannah B also has the pageant background to get her through. So she's very cool. She's smiling the whole time. I'm pretty sure she Vaselined her teeth. She probably glued her bra to her tits. So she did all the tricks that they do in pageants and she was ready. Uh, but unfortunately Colton just can't get there. He's, he's got to let Hannah know, look, you're really nice. You have a um, kind of an annoying Southern accent. You're always smiling. I get that you ate a bug and you were down for whatever, but you're cut. And uh, he sends her home. And she doesn't even cry. Like, she's not even, she doesn't seem that sad. I feel like she thinks, and she's not wrong to think this, that she's got a really good chance to be the Bachelorette, right? Yes. That's yeah, the, and, that's which the is the goal, here. the ultimate goal of the show. Um, so then they have a weird hug, and she she bounces. Uh, this brings us to the last date, the group date. Uh, Cassie, Hannah G, Kerpa, and Heather. And the, you know shit's going to pop off, because even before the date, they have Kerpa on camera saying she just doesn't think Cassie's ready. And she's, if Colton asks, she's going to tell him. And I don't think Colton really needs to ask. She's telling him no matter what. Uh, they go on a steam train. And there's a lot of weird things about this steam train. It's, I'm not sure what the purpose of this train is. I think it's just to like take you to one location. Um, and there's a weird seating arrangement on the, I don't know if you noticed this, where all, where three chicks were on one side and then Colton and I think Heather, we're on the other side. It was just weird, like spread out a little bit. I don't know why you all have to be smashed in the same booth. Um, but then, so then they, they get there and he like wants to one-on-one with all of them just to chat, you know? And this, the first one he goes and talks to is Heather, who's never been kissed. And this Heather, she comes right out. She sees the forest for the trees, but also to some extent, this is a woman that's never kissed anybody until like a few days before this. Right. She's, you think she's getting fucking engaged? Like, she, she's 27 and she just kissed somebody for the first fucking time in her life. And the, and right. a week from now, you think she's getting engaged? So she's like, hey, I'm pulling the plug on this. Like, there's, there's something in my background that makes me 
unable to connect to get close with people of the opposite sex, and I'm going to need therapy for that. So, hey, I'm going to bounce if it's cool with you. And Colton's like, yeah, let me walk you out. Then she gets on the train. <laughs> she, <That's-> <laughs> she leaves on the train, and she stands on the caboose. Yeah. It's just, that's just what, the weirdest thing. That, that's what I was thinking, too. Like, I... <laughs> So she does him a huge favor by bailing. Yeah. He obviously wasn't going to keep her around. Of and, not. And so he, it, there was a, a sigh of relief there. And then I thought the exact same thing. Obviously, this steam engine train was some kind of a tourist thing yeah. that take, takes you to a certain location yep. and then goes back to where you came from. Yeah, it's and just it's like a rented thing. Yeah, it takes you like, like up a mountain. Yeah, because she she gets on the train to leave, and like the first thing you think about is, wait a minute, is there going to be some other train that comes the other way at some point that that isn't this train, or is there a parking lot? Like, what's right. going on here? And they never—I don't think they ever show them all going back in a train. So I just have a feeling they had like a, a uh, one of those Tahoes go and, <laughs> go and get them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then. We have a um, we have our our confrontation that we've been building for with Kerpa and Cassie. I think this is during the time that Colton's over there rapping with Heather, where Heather's basically breaking up with him. Um, and so Kerpa and Cassie are kind of going at it, and then and then uh, Colton takes Cassie away to like have their date, and Cassie is ready too. She brings the tears, and she's hot. Like she's super attractive. I'm, I'm very into Cassie. Cassie, my taste and Tasha are my top two. Um, but she's she's like she gets confronted because she might be there for the wrong we- reason. She's wearing some weird like go go boots, like Nancy Sinatra boots with a heel. They're like chunky, but they and they zip up, but they like go way mm-hmm. up the leg. Bad choice of footwear. Um, but she's he's like, hey, what's up with this? And she's like, there's no truth to it. And he's like, okay, good enough for me. And then he has a date with – then he goes and talks to Kerpa. Right. Who's been dying to tell him about Cassie and immediately – like she's like, if he asked me, I'm going to tell him. But he didn't ask. She just jumps right in. But and, by the way, yeah. Kerpa is the one who has flown under the radar all season. Why, why is she there? Uh, he, he's shown no interest in her. She seems to be there for for shits and giggles with the, with the girls. Yep. And then last episode – She's the one who he took on a one-on-one date and he's like, would you be willing to be engaged at the end of this? And she act completely lukewarm and gave him a total non-answer that was somehow satisfactory to him. She says something along the lines yeah. of, you know, if, if, if everything kind of works out and I'm, you know, and I'm into you and stuff. Yeah. I can see myself being engaged possibly at the Good, end of this. Great point. And, and, and this happens, this happens every season. That is the right thing to say as a human being well, you're not like oh yeah if you fucking bring in the ring i'll say yes of it's course. like i'm just getting to know you but you seem it's, nice and i would like to get to know you better but if you it's say a level-headed that, response yeah, of but course the problem is that they mostly have psychos on this that really want to win and she she hasn't been that she has shown almost zero interest in him and zero interest in, in being the winner of this thing but she has become a shit stirrer and she has uh, somehow, you know, sided with Tasha in this information spreading. Uh, Cassie, at some point along the way, did something to piss these two chicks off because right. 
Um, Kerpa, yeah, you're right. She was chomping at the bit to tell him. She must have said three times beforehand, if he asks me, I'm going to tell him. And then afterwards, in the confrontation with Cassie, she says, he asked me, and I answered, which is a bold-faced lie. It's true. <laughs> she, she brought the information to him. She volunteered the information. But also, what information did she have? She's like, you should know that after that happened, so after it was right. Katie who left, who was like, you better yeah. watch out. She, Her whole evidence was that Kaylin and Cassie got defensive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's the only information they have that they got, that you could tell on their face that they were worried. And again, so this accusation has gone from someone said they, they just want to be next year's bachelorette to there's no evidence uh, of that. We looked at both of them and they were, they were both very defensive. <laughs> that that's the accusation that yes. they're supposed to deal with. Right. Cause anybody in that situation where, where someone accuses the group and says, Hey, somebody in this group did something. Everybody would be kind of like, be like, Oh fuck. I hope he's not talking about me. I hope that person wasn't talking about me. Cause that's not true. And because these two girls apparently had that very natural, very honest reaction to that situation, they they immediately became targets of the rest of the coven, which I think is amazing. Right. Um. And so, Cassie and Kerpa, um, and oh, oh, but so also like Kerpa tells Colton that that that's her evidence that those two girls got defensive. Quote got defensive. Uh, and Colton is so dumb. That's like enough for him. He's like, Oh, this is troubling. And like, it's, I don't, I don't right. know what to do. And, but then Cassie and Kerpa have it out. And Kerpa confronts Cassie by saying that she has quote seen red flags mm-hmm. and red then, flags. and then does not specify even just one little fucking kernel or nugget right. of anything that might resemble a red flag. Like she just says, <laughs> I've seen red flags. Okay, bitch, what are the fucking red flags? And there's just, there's nothing that just doesn't like, happen. Again, again, it's the, for some reason, Colton and the producers didn't want to uh, get these three people in a room and them just completely confront each other and be like, give me examples, exact examples of how I I have uh, not been here for the right reason. Because it would have resolved in one second. And that's why nothing comes out until the one person that supposedly has specific information, Katie, is gone from the show. And Cassie, I mean, she falls for it. She she goes anti-Kalen and just gets really upset. I can't believe somebody would do this. Somebody would say this about me. I just can't believe you would do this. Instead of like being on her shit and being like, give me examples, bitch. Like what what exactly is the problem? She just like completely cowers and gets all emotional. And I I just assumed that he was sending her home, but he surprises everybody. Oh, for sure. So you think Cassie's leaving and they have the roses, He's got the roses and he like doesn't know what to do with them and he's he's troubled. Um and then but then he says he says he got clarity on one thing. And then, again, nothing is explained. No one knows what that means, but he takes Hannah G outside to talk and you're like and you're like, "Oh fuck. 
Anna G's out of here. Because a lot of times when it gets down to these small groups, he'll the bachelor will lessen the blow by saying, Hey, can I talk to you? And he'll let the, right. he'll let the girl go in a non group situation. So he takes her outside to talk to her and then he comes walking back in alone and he picks up a rose. So it's, oh, yeah. it's down to one rose and two girls, Cassie and Kerpa. And you think, well, this Cassie's gone. Like there's been too much said about her. She's out. And meanwhile, out of the fucking blue, Kaylin comes down from wherever the girls are staying to wherever this date is taking place. Apparently, it's walking distance. It's not, I don't know if she caught an Uber or a cab, but it seemed like a quick jaunt Mm -hmm. to wherever. Apparently, this date took place on site. She comes in. And takes Colton, walks outside to where Colton is and like, is like, hey, can I talk to you? And he's like, hey, Caitlin, oh my God, what are you doing here? And she shows up and she tells him, it's all lies. What are lies? I don't know. There's nothing specific been said by anybody. And she said, she said she wants him to have the facts, which she apparently Mm -hmm. knows, except there are no facts explained. So it's all very vague, but just like you predicted episode one, Kaylin was the last one to talk to Colton. And when it comes time to give out the roses, he gives that last rose to Cassie because he has been swayed by the last voice he heard as always. Mm -hmm. And he, he says it's not about the she said he oh yeah that's what he says when he gives her the rose he says it's not about the she said she said thing of course that's exactly what the whole episode's been about <laughs> it's the entire right. I just watched two hours of she said she said and then he says it again he said it about every chick I'm falling in love with her to Cassie and Cassie to in her defense is the only one that hasn't said it back right. Right, the rest of the chicks have. So th- that's it. Kerpa goes home, and the, but uh, yes, the sh- the show was the show was completely delinquent in a couple of things, oh, many in this, things. In, in this episode. But yeah. but the, I mean, the big one online that people are getting the the show shit about is that you know three or four weeks ago they they teased that Colton was jumping a wall and it was going to be the biggest you know the biggest uh, shocking thing in the they, history of the show. They've been teasing that all season. That's what I'm it saying, though. But like, happened. but for some reason, people thought it was last episode, Me too. and then people yeah. thought it was last night's episode. But they so, anyways, I was unfulfilled when I found out that this whole episode, this whole uh, thing, wasn't going to happen with the wall jumping. And then he 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 doesn't even like when he takes Kerpa out to say goodbye. There wasn't even like a Kerpa didn't say what happened yeah. or. Why yes. do, Why are you sending me home instead of her? Didn't you hear about or, all the red flags there, I was talking right. about? But there there was not one ounce of a conversation of, wait a minute, that just, some chick just came into our date, and then you chose Cassie. Like, what happened? What What is the, what's the deal, Colton? Like, the show what missed is, out a huge changed? opportunity to, to do it and uh, can explain the episode thing. Like, yeah. like at the end of any murder mystery – it would be like the end of a murder mystery and you just never find out 
who did it and there's no explanation like kerpa just got in the car and was dispassionate as always and left there wasn't any kind of like explanation right it's like it, the, it just kind of sucked. the end of murder she wrote jessica fletcher would be like actually it was uh mr johnson the innkeeper that did it and here's how he did it, it imagine if every episode of murder she wrote ended with uh jessica fletcher just calling a cop and the cop walking in and putting handcuffs on somebody and then walking right. out or you you never get there's no payoff like like how did he they get to that decision it was it really was a, a delinquency the on thing this is, the, thing the, is, the producer's part nothing is happening like there's there's nothing to explain they're just talking right. about nothing people have there's red flags and there's, things that there's they're there's something there's something going on i think like you said like you alluded to earlier yeah the more i think about it the more the accusations were were um what do you call it? Something incendiary happened. Yeah, some yeah. some major accusation was was made, yeah. and the legal department or somebody was like, "No, you can't say that about somebody." Or well, you, we can't, we can't, we can't make that a a plot line in this TV yeah. show. So you need to be overly vague and never never give away what it is. Or, and if you watched, so hometowns. We end up going to hometowns, but at the, not to jump ahead. At the end of hometowns, hometowns, it seems like something is going to get paid off in the in the next episode. And I think what the deal is is that they whatever this tidbit of information that all these girls apparently have is the producers are like, just hold off, just wait, because we don't want to pay it off with three episodes to go. We want to pay it off with one episode to go. So I think that's what's going on because there are, there's, you've seen Colton jump the fence since episode one and you've seen Cassie crying, saying something like it's not true in the back of a limousine since episode one. And that's, you know, they're still, they're still teasing that. So hometowns, first hometowns, we first hometown, Kalen, Fredericksburg, Virginia, um, colonial town. Um, it's very quaint. They go on a, uh, they go on one of those carriages where they beat the horse and it, I think there was a Seinfeld where Kramer had a horse and carriage operation like this, but he fed the horse chili and the horse would fart, was farting at the people the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> so that's always what I picture when I see one of these horse and carriage operations. I always looks freezing on one of these horse and carriage things. I never would do this. It's not romantic to me. Sorry, not going on one of these. Um, she, Kaylin tells Colton that she wants him to see a new side of her, which I assume means at least a hand job, right? Like there's a sexual reference in that, like probably a blowy involved. I'm not sure. Of all of, of each of these, um, of each of the women left, he's been the least lustful with Kaylin. Yeah. Well, like she, he's, yes. she's very kind of, um, she's, what do you had, call she's it? had a trauma in her life. Right. And so she's had a trauma. He's a virgin, and it's been very uh, PG with her. But yeah, the other so. chicks, he's he's grinding on and and sticking his tongue down their throat. Yeah, for sure. He's he's gotten very sexual with Anna G. 
Um, they have ice cream, even though it looks freezing outside. It's clearly the wrong type of year for ice cream. But then they do that very stupid thing where she's like, Ugh. I love the smell of this ice cream. And he's like, I can't stand this. It's the oldest joke in the book. And she's, he's like, what? And she smashes it in his face. Uh, but I that, have, yes, I have a thing against food on people's, like intentionally totally putting food on people's face. Like yes. I get pissed off when I'm at a wedding reception and I, I see it. them do the cliched smear, the frosting on their face. I hate, I hate that. I hate intentionally. I guess maybe it's a part of me that hates wasted food. I don't like watching food fights. I don't I like it. those like uh, those overhyped sex scenes where food is on the table and they're screwing each other and and, and oh, yes. wiping all the food yes. around each other and stuff. How about it how, was like Kim Basinger movie back in the day? Nine and a half weeks. Yeah, didn't they like smother yeah, food, food all over each other? Food fucking. That's disgusting to me. How about when there's like a thing where they're like, "Hey, there's a sushi buffet," and then they go in and it's like some ha- naked model and the, su- the like the leaves are laid out across their genitals and they have like the tuna tataki is a, a cross some chick's pussy and it's I feel so bad for the girl. I'm like, aren't you cold and like. How is this sexy? It's fucking gross. Like the food should not be on somebody's body. Just put it on a plate. Like we're all adults here. But I, but when she did the face smash, I thought of something. I thought maybe these two are the perfect couple because if you remember early, maybe episode two or three, when they foregoed the forewent the cocktail party, in lieu of a pool party. And this Colton had some of the most reprehensible pool behavior of anyone I've ever met. He was a full on meathead cannonball guy. Yeah. He was doing like the, um, the, uh, Jimmy Superfly snooker off the top rope and like dropping elbows on people. And like girls would just be on a raft, like sunning themselves with it, with their right. cute little titties out. And he would, he would come and like flip over the raft, like just a full meathead douche jock. No wonder this guy's never been laid. Uh, so I feel like the, the face ice cream smasher is a good match for the guy that's splashing everybody at the pool party. Like that's a similar personality. Don't you agree? I do. Yeah, I do. I uh, think it's the exact same. I and yeah. and and that's why. Like, what happens at the end of this episode is we'll get to it eventually. But like, the the Kaylin thing made way too much sense in this entire thing for those reasons. They're both just yeah. very in- innocent to the world. Totally. They're like, there are a couple of people that are just like they haven't had a whole lot of life experience emotionally. And yeah, it it was ramping up to that. Um, I could totally see them as a couple. Um, he goes back to her house. It's like a little backyard thing. They're frying a lot of stuff, which I didn't really, I wasn't, he's like, this is fried <laughs> dough. And she, he's like, it's so fucking good. And I was like, wait, what? Is there, some, is there a, a, a piece of shrimp inside of it or something? It was very confusing. Uh, <clears throat> they made a big deal of her biological father not being in the picture. She's got a stepdad. Stepdad, I didn't know what was going on with him. Um, but he's the stepdad was trying to be a hard ass, but he ended up kind of being of all the hometowns, like the chillest of all the father figures that that this Colton had to deal with. But but he was really weird, and that uh, it, you skipped over something. Oh yeah, and let it, me know. It shows it. Sh- it really is a great example of how shallow 
and awful this show could be. Um, they're in the middle of the of the initial date where she's you know rubbing food on his face and stuff, and he's like, "So who am I going to meet tonight?" And uh, she's like, and then he says something like, "So tell me about your dad." And she's like, "Oh, uh, my biological father isn't a part of my life." He's like, "Oh, oh okay," and and. I think me and most of the viewers yes. who had a brain were thinking, wait a minute, you have, you've gotten to a point in a relationship with this woman where you are going to her house. She's one of the last four on a, on a game show. You have uh, presumably known her and talked to her about personal things. And the little thing that she has no personal relationship with her father jumps out at you on the pre-date before you go into the home. What well, the fuck is that? No, cuz that was a work because if you recall, he said either on the last episode or the episode before, he's like, "I don't want to come to your house and meet your step your mom and stepdad." He said stepdad. He's he like, "Yeah." And he's like, be, you know, if I don't know that this is that you're in this for the right reasons or whatever they say, but he he knew she had a stepdad, so that was that was a continuity error. Like, it was strange. His reaction to her telling him last yeah. night seemed like it was new information. No. But I would say that maybe maybe he was thinking that even though they're divorced, the biological father would still be at the hometown date. I don't know. Right? No. Oh yeah, yeah. That could be it. Um, so and then he says something weird. He like makes a toast, and I don't know if it's when he was making a toast or when. No, it's I think an he, awful toast. He makes a toast, toast and he says, "I'd like to thank you all for having me here," which is it's a very nice thing to do. Somebody welcomes you into their home, and before you break bread, yeah. you raise a glass and say, "Hey, thanks for having me." But then, and he should have just stopped there because then the next part of the toast, he says. And you all have Kalen to thank for that. So basically, <laughs> he's like, thanks for having me. And also, you're welcome for me being here. Was that, did that strike right. you as a little strange, Jason? You all have Kalen to thank you. And then I think his next sign was, or his next sentence was, cheers to you all making Kalen. <laughs> I think that was his. Uh, <laughs> I think that that was his toast. Yes, uh, and, and and by the way, we we get we get little uh, images here and there of you know one of the strangest parts of this episode. And I just again googled it to make sure that that if it, if anybody has done their research and figured it out, I'm sure Reality Steve has as a full profile. Of course, he does. But, he has but we but we see Kaylin's sister. Kind of in the background. Yeah. There's just like you know these these like um, just very curvaceous. Oh yeah, uh, woman like walking around. Uh-huh. And then finally, she she does she does the old "Can I steal you, sister?" and yeah. goes into the room. And we find out that she's got something going on. There's possible some, possible glass eye. Okay, but. A glass eye, but there was that that eye was moving. Like both yeah. eyes were moving, yeah. but it was like yeah. one of those things where if you're li- if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the episode or, or haven't or don't yeah. watch the show, you got to look at this chick because yeah. like she's like overly done up, like so so made up yeah. to the point where it's one of those 
things that happens like after you've had a bad accident. She's, or yeah, she's trying to hide the eye. You're you're real. You're trying to hide something. Yeah. I don't know if it's the eye. There's there's something going on that that wasn't that wasn't explained. Kaylin didn't be like she was in a bad fire growing up or anything like that. And then I've gone online and they no one has even offered up an explanation. Oh, there was really? a bunch you've done, of you done a deep dive on Kaylin's sister's there was, eye. There was a bunch of mockery yeah. online at yeah, first. That's not cool. That's not cool. But but no one has offered up like her official diagnosis or her trauma. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, move on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I was. Uh, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. Um, she, but beyond her eye situation and her cans, Kaylin's sister alerts Kaylin that she's got reservations. She's like, "Hey, you're on a fucking game show. You've spent thirty minutes total with this dude, and you think you're going to get married." And she's like, "Yeah, pretty much." And then. Um, Event she gives the she's that's basically the the fine with everybody that she's like yep totally gonna get married <laughs> and then um, Colton does the thing which is weird where he asks the stepdad's permission and here's the thing like there's four chicks still on the show <laughs> like it's <Right>. just <laughs> he's basically saying can um. He, yeah, I'm asking three other dads permission, but just in case, you know, There's it works a, out. This is exactly what I was referring to at the beginning of this podcast about there are certain things that have now convinced me that he's overly produced because he has no idea what he's doing within the confines of a relationship. Yeah. So he has been told that the thing to do and what other bachelors have done is they go into the house of the woman that you think you might marry and you ask permission or get the um, what do you call it? Get the uh, graces yes, from blessing. from the uh, blessing of the of the father figure. That's what you do. So this dolt chooses to do it with every freaking person on this date. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you, you we've seen this in the past, but they they are more selective to, towards the the women that that you think have the the best chance. He just completely widespreads. He just. Hits everything yeah. with his blanket. Maybe get all their numbers. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just be like, hey, um, you know, I might want to talk to you in the future. Can Would you mind if I um, called you at a later date? Right. And then it's like, when you decide he, he go- who you're going to propose to, call that dad. Right. And he goes <clears> – <throat> He goes to the old standby the entire time. I don't want to leave here without getting your blessing. Right. I don't think he even knows what that means. He, no, he doesn't. He is informing a family member right. of a woman that has a one in four chance. Yeah, it's crazy. That, it's insane. That they are going to tie the knot. And and if I think he did use kind of uh, he did use language that kind of hedged it. If I decide that your daughter is the one that I want to marry, would I have your blessing? That's fucking insulting. It's, like, yeah, it's what? so rude. It's just the only reason you have that conversation is when you know for a fact you're going to marry their daughter. Yeah, you don't just you don't just throw the open ended thing. Hey, in case this works out in two weeks, um, can I have your blessing for this thing? Uh, no, it's amazing. It's just yeah. it's just the best thing ever. Um, so, but but he gets the permission. Like um, the stepdad's like, I don't know. Well, actually, I think it'd be all right with me or something. Like <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, and then Caitlin tells him she's falling in love with him. She's ready, blah, blah, blah. He's in love with her. 
And so that's it. Then he goes to, uh, he goes to Hannah G's pad in Birmingham, Alabama. And, and where, and she starts things off a little ominously where she says, we do things a little differently in the South. And I don't know. There's a Burt, Re- <laughs> there's a Burt Reynolds movie where he goes on a canoe trip. And then I think that takes place yeah. in Georgia, but, uh, still, it's a little ominous, you know, you got to be a little careful with the way you word things in the, in right. the Southern part of the country. Um, <clears throat> but they go to etiquette class and man, was this fucking stupid. This r- reminded me a lot of blind date, the greatest dating show in the history of the genre, which you were on the greatest You're episode right. of, um, uh, where they, where they would come up with these fake, you know, where they're like, Hey, we're going to go to the, um, we're going to go put on the blow up sumo suits at the sumo right. wrestling play. And it was just so fucking dumb. And it's just a weird way to interact. So yeah, they go to etiquette class and, and he, impersonal, by the way, it's impersonal. Like, right. You don't get it, to her one, person. her one chance to show him a, a slice of life in her hometown. And then to go to some generic, uh, etiquette lady in a mansion that you could find in the yellow pages. And, like it was just, dumb and it makes you think you're like oh well maybe you know maybe they're like old southern they're an old southern family and he's gonna go to a big plantation house and they're gonna have like a (laughs) formal dinner you know it's like oh maybe he does need to get ready and he he's real dumb about eating i guess and i don't i mean i didn't know any of these rules he's like cutting into his roll and apparently you're just supposed to rip little chunks of the roll and pass to the left i don't know uh, it was stupid. So, but then he goes to her house, and it's just like a regular house. It's like kind of a small house. It's like not, not um, special. I will say this: Hannah G. We've stated is an Insta model, right? And she's she's not my. She's very. Um, she's not authentic to me in the way she's the, she's the typical Insta model. Like you could see that she is there to promote herself there's, and that's it. There's no, there's no there, there. Nothing. It's like if there's a vacant hole yeah. where a, um, where a personality would be or yeah. even emotion. Like she has skated through this, uh, totally. season. Totally. Being the hottie that he yep. loves to just make out with she, and grind on. She ground on his dick. She was basically riding oh, yeah. him at that at that rub and tug uh massage they got in Vietnam and that he was hooked at that point. And she knew. She's like, Look, I'm an insta model. Like I know what guys want. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get this guy, I'm gonna win the show. And but my point is is that while Hannah G doesn't really do it for me, objectively you can look at her and go, Oh, she's pretty. Like she's Tall, long, sure. long legs, pretty face. Like there's not, you would, ne- no one would ever look at her and go, oh, she's a fucking dog. But when you get to her house, you don't like, she's the only pretty one <laughs> at her house. Like she, it didn't appear like, like it wasn't obvious that she came from the, the right. people that made her. Unlike Cass, unlike Cassie's home, oh where Cassie's yeah, got we'll some hotties oh in those houses that all that all look the same. Yes, this, yeah. Hannah G is a one-off. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> like maybe she's adopted. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but they <laughs> they get there, and again, it's the same. The mom's like real protective. She's she's a large woman. She's drinking a lot of white wine, and she's like, she's always been mine. You're not taking her, and uh, it's a whole weird thing. And then. <laughs> 
um, the the ugly cousin is like, he this guy's a virgin, like he, he don't even know how to fuck, and it was like a whole weird like the virgin Wait a minute. thing. That that was that was a great part of the episode. Yes. That okay, woman yes. right there, yeah, the cousin. So <laughs> so so this was an an actual was it a cousin exchange. or aunt? I didn't ca- uh, yeah, catch that. One of the two. Yeah. Um, she seemed her elder, and it was a the question onto itself makes no sense at all. Yeah. But each of the women, including Hannah G, uh, handled the question like it was like a real question. So uh, the aunt or cousin—I don't want to get it wrong—but it was some, some, it was something along the, the ways of, "Okay, now we all know he's a virgin, right? And we all know next next week is the fantasy suites. Does that scare you at all?" Yes. What? What, what, what does that, that even mean? What and each that? of the women were like nodding their head, like, "Yeah, good question." <laughs> it's like, like family feud, like, good, good answer, good, yeah. What, what's the answer? What could that possibly? What's 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 even a possible answer to that? As does that scare you at all? Who's ever had such a conversation in their life with their family members? It's just does insane. It, is she is she saying that? Does it scare you that you're not going to go into a fantasy suite and have sex with a man? Is that what she's yes. saying? Yeah, right. What's the scary part? I don't, like, does that scare you at all? Do you think he might be a eunuch? <laughs> Is there a dick in them pants? Very weird. And then, so then the he goes outside. I think and talks to the dad, and the dad's like, "What are your plans for my daughter?" <laughs> And um, Colton's got like a standard line. He's like, look, I want to have a family. I want to have kids. And I think I might want to do it with your Insta daughter. Meanwhile, the fuck, this Hannah G is not interested in this at all. She's just going through the motions and it's so obvious. Um, and But he asked for permission and the dad gives it. And then uh, – and but then Hannah G at the end when they're outside is like, I could see myself spending forever with Colton because she says all the right things. So then he's that's two those two and then so the next date is Tasha and I like these last two dates because they're they're local to us these are Orange County dates Tasha's from Santa Ana but and I know I know this might be an issue for you she picks him up they meet up and she's like first of all Colton is so bald if you catch him at the right angle like this guy's hair is going so quick. Um, he's got, that's a concern. It should be a concern for everybody, especially Colton. Um, Tasha's like, get in the car and they get in a Jeep and she's like, I'm going to blindfold your ass. And he's like, what the fuck? And then they, she does blindfold him and then they're like driving and he's like, his head's bouncing off the window because he, you know, when you're in a car, you don't realize it, but you're like bracing yourself as you bounce around, like, especially in a Jeep, it's got bouncy suspension and shit. And then, so then she, you find out that she's taken him skydiving well she lives in santa Ana, and they're like here we are in santa Ana." and then she's like we're going to this other place and she blindfolds him and then they end up in lake elsinore that's a yeah. that's a solid hour drive with no traffic i mean that that's for those, those places who aren't don't close live in to each other that's 91 east 15 south and there's always with, traffic there's multiple yeah, traffic, traffic locations yeah right. That's at me- least 90 minutes. Meanwhile, it- you don't know where she is in Santa Ana. She, that could be an orange crush situation. There could, there, you could, right. might have to get on the 55. Yeah, That's, I mean, it's, it could be two hours easy. Why not just start the date there? Right. Like, why, why blindfold and drive him 
uh, you know, two hours also, to, uh, to this thing. They're going to a place, spoiler alert, they're going skydiving. So they're going to an airport. Like this is, this is the, this is the, uh, the, the bachelor. Like he, he, he choppered down to San Diego earlier in the season. Like right. get, get a flying vehicle to get you there. Anyway, they go skydiving, and I know you're one of these fucking skydiving maniacs, Jason, but I'm fucking oh. so out on any fucking kind of heights, jumping right. out of anything. The instructor for the skydiving thing, holy fucking shit. I would not go anywhere with this guy. The, um, the, the guys that you get clamped to for the actual skydiving, how come they get a helmet and you don't? <laughs> I I had the exact same feeling about my the guys that we had to strap on. Of course, to to to, to go like they they have to have something loose. Like they're they're there's a yeah, either a little or a lot of crazy yes. to jump out of a plane several times a day. I mean, just just that just doing that several times a day has to screw with your brain a little bit. Of course, so they're they're always a little unhinged. And yeah, the the actual instructor or the the owner was was as unhinged. Nice. And you have to understand, Elsinore is about as white trash as Riverside really County is. gets. It really is. That's, it's a that's where place. white trash people go to to do their waking. Yes. And then so, um, but I mean, one thing you got to give Colton and all this is he handles it really well. Like he handles it manly well like he's fucking he, terrified you can tell but he's like i'm on tv <laughs> no my, I, i'm being facetious right. the guy is like a he's like a little freaking baby with yeah, these things yeah, like yes i like would he, too it, but well maybe but i'd say i'd just say no but yeah you have does, to have enough like um enough pride and this guy is obviously vain. He's the bachelor. Like yeah. your vanity would would probably trump you being a little pussy. But when he gets in these situations, he doesn't put on any kind of guise as being brave. Like you, you want to be brave for the woman or something. This is twice now that Tasha has seen him in a very compromising height situation. Yeah. They went bungee jumping and. In the frickin' Philippines, some <laughs> completely um, unregulated, yes. unmonitored bungee yeah. jumping operation, yeah. and he did the exact same thing. He's a little baby when yeah, he's he is, he is. So, spoiler alert: they survive the uh, the skydiving experience. Although I would have, I was thinking to myself, would it find? Would we finally get the most dramatic episode? In Bachelor history, like they say every season, right. if they had both been killed <laughs> during the skydive. Right. Remember, remember a few years ago uh, on Andy Dorfman's season, The Bachelorette. Yeah, some guy she kicked off in like week two was killed in like a hang gliding accident while they right. were still filming, and they had to go to Chris Harrison's house to yeah. meet to decide if they should continue the show. And I was thinking, yeah. like. Well, they barely knew the guy. I mean, RIP is awful, <laughs> but they barely knew the guy. She wasn't into him because she sent him home three weeks ago. Like, I don't think right. I don't think you should stop production on a TV show because <laughs> some guy who was on it for one episode met his demise. But and, would, and they probably they probably went with the old cheesy line. Like people always go to this line to be like selfish and self-serving. 
I'm sure Chris Harrison said something along, along the lines of, he would have wanted us to finish the show. Yes. I know. They, would, they would have had to like bring in Blake or some, somebody from, the, from last season's Bachelorette as like, right, a, right. as like a fill-in bachelor or maybe um, Ben H or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, they survive. And uh, they, uh, Tasha lets him know she's falling in love. Colton's falling in love with her. He's falling in love with all of them. He tells them all. Um, but they go to they go to Tasha's house, and Tasha's dad is like a hard ass. I don't know if he's like a military dude or what, but he's serious. Um, also, she has a, a little brother who's like ten. Mm-hmm. Did you think that was kind of weird? That's a, like a big, like she, she has a brother that's like maybe a couple years older than her or around her same age. Yeah. And then they have another brother who's like a little kid. It happens. Yeah. That's probably, probably a surprise. Her mother looks to be in her fifties. So she probably had like a, a surprise at 41. Right. It happens. It happens. You gotta, that's why you gotta get clipped guys. You just, you know, like if you don't want to have these accidents later in life, you get those nuts snipped. It's an easy process. So the uh, get it done. Go in there, the get, an- get them clipped up. Kind of the answer to our season long. I mean, I've I've made hints about it all season. I uh, my theory was that Tasha wasn't full black, and now we got. Well, I don't know why that matters. Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's like half. Um, her mom is Latina. Is it Latina? Well, yeah, she had a Spanish accent. Okay, all right. Yeah, what, I, what, what I, were you thinking? Filipino. I had no, I, I had no idea. Like I maybe I, I wasn't paying attention to the accent as much, but I was thinking maybe even like a Mediterranean or Middle Eastern uh, flavor. But if if you confirm that she's Latina, oh, yeah, yeah. I, go with that. Well, I think her name was like Rosario or something. Or well, Rosalba. that probably gives it away then. Yeah, she had a uh, she had a Spanish name and a Spanish okay. accent, and I was surprised that when Tasha and her mom were having a conversation, they weren't speaking Spanish to each other. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, yes. Call? Yes, she is of mixed race. I believe is the terminology. She is very cute. Like I don't. I f- I remember you like four episodes ago saying you like Tasha, and I was like, ah, oh, she's okay. And she's really grown on me. Um, very cute, great body, and she seems fun. Um, all these dates are exactly the same, except I was concerned when Tasha's dad Desmond said something to Colton that made me think that he might not be the most honest person because he looks at Colton and he says, "You seem like a smart man." <laughs> And I was just like, come on, buddy. Like, that's nobody's ever said that. Um, but Tasha's. <laughs> Tasha's. Well, da- the, the, dad, yeah. the dad does a pretty good job he's, of this. He's exchange. a good dude, like, yeah. Like, like he, he basically. Um, he's not really buying it. Yeah. And, and he, he, he nails Colton down and says, are, um, are you in love with my daughter? And. Colton says, I, I, I'm falling in love with her. And he says, have you told her that? Yes. Yeah. Have you told other women that? Yes. And Colton yeah. didn't say no. Yeah. Like Colton basically said, you know, this has been a, a journey. He goes back to the, the bachelor cliches. The talking points. 
exploring every avenue and until I know for sure I'm going to enjoy the yes. journey and yes. uh, basically saying, yeah, I've told each woman that I am falling in love with them. And the guy's like, wait a minute. So at, at the time that you know that my daughter's not the one, are you going to tell her all this that you have told all the other women that you're falling in love with them too? Will you be very honest with her? And Colton's like, yes, I'll do that. Yeah. And then, and then Colton uh, does the dumbass thing again by saying, "If your daughter is the one that wins, uh, will you give us your blessing? And can I marry her?" Yeah, that was and great. This, that was great. And this this dad was not was not going with that. No, he basically was like dumbstruck with it. Yeah, he's like, "Look, he's like, I just met you." Right. No. Like he basically caught it for what it was. It's like asking a father's uh blessing yeah. for their daughter's hand in marriage is an extremely serious thing right. that human beings partake in. Are you really asking me this? Like he, he called him he called him out for what it was. Yes. Like I'm not gonna give a half ass no. blessing to a half ass request right. for a blessing. Of course not. Uh, but he ends up somehow doing it by the end yeah. because this fucking guy had the balls to uh, – when he got them both back in the living room, as they're both sitting there in front of him, his daughter and Colton, yeah. he does what has never been done on the show and isn't even supposed to be done in real life. It's Colton just asked me for the blessing <laughs> to yes. marry you. Yeah. He told her. He gave it away right there. <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. That's a good point. And these two dumbasses, <laughs> I think Colton was mildly surprised, but then he just went with it. Yeah, I just told your dad that. Yep, yep. And they, and and nothing was even said about how much of a of a faux pas that was for the dad to throw everyone under the bus like that. Yeah. Also, and the there was a, a running through line that I think we need to mention is that taisha has been married before. And right. her whole family, especially her dad, were like, look, like, if you like this guy, whatever. But remember, you fucked this up badly in the past. Like, we don't trust you, your judgment in these situations, because remember Tom or whatever his name was, he fucked you over. And you're, that's probably going to happen again. Like, they don't it didn't didn't seem like they had a lot of faith in Tasha's ability to make her own decisions, which kind of bummed me out. And she was like, no, like I, I know what I want now. I know what kind of dude I want. And this dummy here is probably it. If not, I might be able to be the bachelorette. Uh, okay. So he, that's how that date goes. They seem to be in love. Um, Desmond, her dad is pretty much the only sane person in the bachelor universe so far until we get to Cassie's house and Cassie, I'm I'm pretty into Cassie. She's really cute. She's fun. She lives in Huntington Beach. She has a real job, by the way. She's a speech pathologist, although maybe she's just saying that. Um, she takes she takes um, Colton surfing, and she's like, "I'm so stoked to be in Huntington Beach." And I was like, "Wait, I didn't." I'm pretty familiar with my local beaches, and there was a 16 on the lifeguards. Stand, and there's a 16th, there's a 16th street in both Huntington and Newport. 
but there was also but there was also a jetty, and I don't know of any jetties in Huntington Beach, but maybe there oh, are, wow. maybe there are some that I don't know. But then there was only one jetty, and if we were in Newport, there would have been a couple jetties, and from 16th Street you could see the pier. So I don't know; it's very confusing. That is that is really it's inside local knowledge. Well, I was trying to figure it local out. knowledge the jetty the jetty. I was trying to figure out, and also 16th Street in HB is the that's the dog beach. Uh, and usually there's about 70 million dogs running around and there was not even one soul at the beach, which is n- never the case. That being said, they go surfing and Cassie can surf. And by the way, it was be- before, really cute. The, before yeah. they go surfing, I mean, this relationship, not unlike his relationship with Hannah is based on sex, the, te- yeah. the sexual tension, yeah. the lust, like, he can't go like three seconds yeah. without making out with her, and they're constantly holding each yeah. other and well. and they're and making out and like so like again, this relationship is solely based on him wanting to have sex with her and the lust and everything else. I have yet to see a meaningful or even a conversation of any substance with these two people. Yeah. It, it is, we have gotten down the hometowns and even in this thing where she teaches them how to surf, nothing, zero yeah. substance at all. There hasn't been a significant exchange whatsoever. I got to be honest, like Cassie's in a bikini and She's hot. we're at the beach. Like, I don't know that I would be, um, right. If I were in Colton's shoes, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, let's have a conversation." Like I would, I would be grabby McGee if I, I were his. But in it's his a shoes. It's a blatant delinquency again on the show's part. You know, I sh- I might I might have to uh, start producing these bachelor shows because like they should hire us. The reason why I noticed there wasn't any conversation of substance is because I was waiting yeah. for the flashback conversation. Yeah, there was crazy that whole thing with Kerpa when uh, you know when Kaylin came in during the date and I didn't know if I was going to give a rose to you, but I did. And what did you think about that night? And what exactly? That's true. They never talk about that. Zero fucking reference to this vague episode. That's that's what makes it so good. Which which buys into our theory that maybe there is a huge giveaway at some point where we finally, both of us will be like, that's why they couldn't talk about it. Yeah. That was what, what the deal was, and of course the show could not promote that or talk about it. Because I mean, it just makes no sense for them to have a one-on-one date after this very emotional thing where he gives her a rose and Kerpa goes yeah. home, and there's not even a, a, a conversation about it's the great. accusations it's or what great. happened. It's just yeah. stupid. Yeah, because we're in the Bachelor world. Um, so one thing I did like is she's like um, going to teach him how to surf. He's never surfed, and uh, – She's like, they do that thing where they put the boards on the uh, on the sand, and he's. Right. She's like, okay, you lay on it and you paddle, and it's I, it's not really the part that you need to teach, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> they're like, he's. She's like, show me your paddle, and he like pretends to paddle, and she's like, yeah, you want to do it long and deep. Which I did like. Um, and so they they go for a surf, and um, like I said. Cassie can surf. She looks super cute doing it. I'm really, really, I like her a lot. Um, and then, uh, and then Colton's like splashing around and getting knocked down by the waves and stuff and can't sit on the board or anything. He's having a hard time. 
Um, but then they're, then they're wrapped. Then they sit on their boards after and they're having a chat and Cassie wants him to know. And that's, I don't know if this has ever been said on the, um, on the bachelor before, but she wants him to know that she loves her family and that they're really yeah. important to her. Yeah. Family is important to her, yeah. which, uh, Every single person in the history of the show has has felt the need to let the bachelor or bachelorette know that family is very important to me. We um, got it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And she says, tonight is really big for me. And we um, immediately learn why that is because her dad is a little bit of a dick. Not a dick, but he's <laughs> just he's just not playing along with the show. Um, she's but so, something kind of interesting is they all go to her house. They're, they live in downtown Huntington Beach, obviously. Um, she's got a couple – I want to say this. She's got one hot sister, and there's another sister that may or may not be of high school age. So I'm just saying the one sister right. who may, may be a little bit older or around Cassie's age, yep. very cute. Probably hotter than Cassie, I would say. Yeah. I liked her a lot. Um, but Cassie tells that sister, her super hot sister, that she's still not completely there, which is a – I just wonder if that's her angling for a better result than being proposed to at the end of the show. She's, she's not going to quite commit, which is going to force Colton's hand – to let her go, even though she's the hottest and he probably likes her best, she's not going to say, I want to get engaged. And that might be the reason she ends up being your bachelorette. Um, which was, yeah. which was again, an early part of last episode's accusation that just conveniently or strangely went away. That she was making noise that she wants yeah. to be the, the next bachelorette. Yeah, then they stopped talking about it. Absolutely. So, um, and then Colton's does the same. It's the same as all the other dates. He's like, I'm here to tell you I'm falling in love with Cassie. And I was concerned that maybe he's having second thoughts now that he's seen the hotter sister. Like maybe he <laughs> could do the, hey, if you're not ready, do you? would it be cool if I text your super hot sister? <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, but basically with the way the dad is, that might not work either. Um, <clears throat> C- C- Cassie has like an interaction with her dad where they're basically arguing the same thing where she's like, I'm not in love with him, but I could be. And he's like, how could you be in love with him? You just met him. And she's, but she's not saying that she's in love with him. And it was a weird interaction and their, their voices actually got raised a little bit. Oh, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm like, you're both saying the same thing. Like she hasn't said she loves him and mm-hmm. you know, it's not, that didn't, didn't seem to be an issue. Um, and so she, he's like, I think you need a couple more dates to fall in love. And uh, like, of course. And she's basically saying that too. Um, and again, Colton, this is a, this is a, an uncomfortable situation to be in. And he comports himself pretty well in these dad meetings. I don't know if these were shot in order, but I guess if he'd had three attempts at this already, it's a little easier to do the fourth. Can I get your permission? And mm-hmm. except um, Cassie's dad, Matt. And it's a little weird that we're at an age where it's like the dads just have like 
They're like our age. <laughs> oh, that guy's definitely our age. Yeah, he's the, he's, the mother is our age too. Yeah, she's a, a forty-plus-year-old hottie too. Yeah, she's not bad. Uh, uh, yeah, they're they're, not, they're maybe just a little bit older than us. But the um, yeah, so he's Colton's like, hey, by the way, like if this all works out, I want to get your blessing. And the dad is like, no, <laughs> like not. Right. He didn't. He didn't even beat around the bush. He's like, you don't even know her. Like, you no, know, I'm not. I don't know you. Like. No chance. And Colton is totally shook. Like he, and then he says, I think he says either when Chris Harrison or before Chris Harrison, before they go to Chris Harrison, maybe to the camera, I I just have a note here. He said, I wanted her to say, I love you so bad, but she didn't. He said, I'm falling in love with you. And she's basically says, I think I can get there too. And that's how that ends. <clears throat> then, well, well, so let's summarize yeah, yeah. that part. Okay, so he asks for her the fourth father out of four fathers' permission uh, and for the blessing. This guy was the smart one who said, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. that this is something that is supposed to be taken serious. I'm not giving you permission with this half-ass uh, question that you're requesting. And it really kind of rocks his world because – He's playing like Bachelor by the numbers, like ask dad and and dad grants it and we move on to the next house. And it's like, you know, Colton's like really taken back by this. Like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's not how the show's supposed to go. Haven't the producers told you that you're supposed to give me your blessing? And he kind of has hot chick syndrome, which would be. Uh, which wouldn't be out of the ordinary considering the situation he's in. He's been put in this thing where everybody's been kissing his ass and telling him how great he is for the last six weeks. And every decision he, everybody's like dying for every decision that he makes. And so he, he's a little taken aback when he's tells somebody, Hey, by the way, I just want to make sure it's cool that I may, you know, I might ask her to marry me. And the dad's like, no. And he's like, wait, what? Everybody does what I say, and but that's right. he's he's sort of taken out of that world, and that kind of fucks him up. So he says, "I I was really hoping for her to tell me that she's falling in love with me, and I didn't get her father's blessing. So we'll see how that goes at the rose ceremony." Yeah, it's, it, they set it up like she might be going home. Um, so they go. There's Chris Harrison being all short. They're in, they're somewhere in L.A. that looks like a house. But like outside of the gate, it looks like they're kind of on a side street somewhere. It's almost like you could see a McDonald's, or it's like I don't know. It's a weird. <laughs> I get real, I, especially when they're when they're local. I try to figure out where they are. Um, but they they go in the house and um, they're all like in prom dresses, except for um, Cassie. She's dressed kind of cute. She has like a two piece, like a skirt and like a halter top on. Tasha, Tasha's in it to win it. Oh like, wow. She's she's got them out. She's got Great them dress. pushed up. Like she is there to win yeah. the game. Um uh, and then he gives out the roses. So the first rose, Hannah G, which I I thought she could be the one going home. And as soon as Hannah G gets a rose, you're like, wait, maybe it's maybe it is gonna be Cassie that leaves. The second rose goes to Tasha. And all of a sudden we're down to Cassie and Kaylin. And he gives the final rose to Cassie and Kaylin is not happy in an upset, a complete upset. I would say an upset. And then Kaylin, remember we just discussed it earlier on the last episode, 
Kaylin saved Cassie's ass. And these two were the two that, that, that were quote, um, what did they, what did they say about them? They, they were defensive when it was alleged that somebody might not be there for the right reasons. (laughs) Kaylin saved Cassie and in, and quickly in a quick turnaround, Kaylin ends up going home, but she leans into her friend Cassie and she says two words for her to her get engaged. She wants her to win it. Cause after all, this is a game show. Um, right. and that's it. That's, that's how it ends. We're down. We're down to three. This is, this is the, this is the fantasy suites episode. And from the beginning, you knew Hannah, the instant model, Hannah G was right. going to fantasy suites. Like this, this chick shows her butt on Instagram. Like, she right. is, she was, she was riding him at that, at that, uh, Viet, Vietnam and Vietnam. Um, right. you know, if, if he's, if he's going to dip the wick thrice in the fantasy suites, his first three sessions, um, you knew Hannah was going to be one of the girls at least to mess around with. Sure. Um, so what, what do, what do you think is going to happen next week, Jason, Hannah, Tasha, Cassie, we're coming out of here with two girls that he's got the potential to propose to who is not going to make it through. And she, I mean, are they giving it away on the, on the, on the previews? Because Cassie is shown crying in the back of a car and she has been all season. If you're shown crying in the back of a car, that tells me that there's going to be some reversal of yeah, some point. That's, that's too they're, obvious, they're, right? They're not giving away the end, especially yeah. at this point. Um, so she does something horrible is being sent away in a car and he somehow goes and gets her jumps the fence. They're not going, yeah, jumps the fence where there's like alligators or something on the other side. Cause everyone's all like stunned that he jumped the fence. And then, um, but I don't know what's happening next week. I really don't. I, I had called Kaylin, Hannah G and Cassie, I think yep. as the three that were, that was the conventional wisdom. Yep. Tasha has, has, has come on with steam. I think he chooses Hannah G just because it, there's just no there there. He, there's there's nothing. There's, he's completely dense and she's completely dense. So It'll make the perfect bachelor couple for six months before they break up. They're a good fit. Interesting. Yeah. So you think you think Hannah G not only survives fantasy suites, but she ends up getting the the proposal. I think that I, is. I, I do think so. I, I just I don't sense the connection with Tasha and him. I. Yeah, a long term connection with him. Like she's been his pal. They do risky things together. She tries to tell him the other people aren't in for the right reasons. But I don't sense that that he's into her as much as Hannah G. And Cassie at this point, to me, to him, is somebody to carry to the fantasy suites because yeah. he really wants to grind up on that for a night. Yeah, I just she is so cute. But again, she hasn't said I love you, and that is a strategic play, I think, on her part. Um, I feel like it's going to be Hannah and Tasha, yeah. the final two, just like you. And I just can't. And it's so tough for me to pick. Like honestly, I think Cassie would be the one to win. But there's just too many signs. She's defensive. She's been accused. She hasn't said I love you. She's crying in the back of a limousine. I just, I just feel like the signs are there that she's not going to make it. Maybe they're tricking me. And maybe it is Hannah G, the empty vessel that that ends up winning this thing. And the the crazy thing is that our friend Reality Steve, yeah, has already already knows who it is. Of he probably he has like um, 
production photos of the, the actual couple together. He's, He's already probably already knows who the Bachelorette is. And you and I are on a podcast just guessing what happens when most of Bachelor World probably knows people exactly know. how if this they, thing comes out. If they go to reality, Steve. Spoiler, people know. Yeah, if they go to realitysteve.com, of course they know what happens if they follow Reality Steve on Twitter. <laughs> like, I don't, if I see Reality Steve pop up in my timeline, I just I like, right on. I, I like check the first couple words to just see if it's something I want to be interested in, but I'm very cautious. I don't want any spoilers. I don't think he really spoils things necessarily in his uh in his twitter feed but if you go to his website you're for sure going to know what happens that's his business that's yeah, what he's, he's made it. hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, on awesome. giving uh um what do you call them spoilers. home house housewife spoilers yeah. um yeah. and we should we should probably have reality steve on before the end of the before the or a- after the finale yeah for right? sure well yeah we'll have him back on for sure he's a man uh okay let's let's catch up next week All right, man. All right, buddy. For Jason Stewart, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. And I tell you for a minute, it's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We're starting in LA and then we travel the world. We're toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle. The lifestyle we living in is the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle, lifestyle.